Our opinions aren't too tough, rough, or gruff. We are proof that you don't have to be an expert to have an opinion. So just... Shut up and sit down. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. Ciao. Let's go. Let's go. The madness that is March is upon us. It is. John Rothstein declared that it is March, which is all we need. This is an odd month. Like, I just, so we've got over the football hangover. We're into the, like, now the transition of sports. And it just feels, feels tense. Feels tense. You feel tense. I I, I don't feel tense about it. I feel excited. See, that's your, that's your business. You always get amped for this. So. Yeah, I do love this. I can't get, I hate this part of the year. Really? Oh, NASCAR. Could have thought you would hate that NASCAR's happening. Give me give me April in the summer. I don't like March. Right. January, February is oh. The madness is here with college basketball. The NFL. Mm-hmm. Also kind of crazy. I was gonna yeah. say that's a madness in and of itself. Yep. We uh we got some breaking news from everybody but Adam Schefter, I feel like. Yeah, right before true. this happened. I mean, he, he broke he did he didn't break it because we'll get into it later. Uh, yeah, baseball, yeah, yeah. baseball point. also had some madness this week. Well, baseball did baseball things. It did, uh, and then Tom Brady broke the internet, which is yep. what was alluded to no less than ten seconds ago. Yeah. Uh, we we, <laughs> we will have a betting episode this week. Yeah, we will. I'm excited for that. Give me that. It will come out as early as Tuesday in anticipation for the first round games that start on Thursday. As much as I want to say that the play in games are going to be part of our betting situation, they probably won't be. Oh, my. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. We're, we're not doing it right now, Jim. We'll do this later. But I'm saying, like, I'm amped. Are you? So amped. Wait, didn't we just go from a second ago? You weren't excited? Did you hate the like month of March? Month. I don't oh, okay. Month, but when it comes to this whole pick basketball game thing, I'm ready. Okay, that's fair. I'll give you that. We also have a bracket challenge. It's already mm-hmm. shared on our social media. Get into it. It's through ESPN. Winners get some prizes. It's free entry. We'll figure it. You'll win something. Stickers. Stickers. There we go. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tom Brady made his decision. My guy, as Jim likes to call him, Aaron Rodgers, also made his decision mm-hmm. this past week. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Browns get a new wide receiver. Things happen with people from Seattle. You're giving it all away. Come on. Well, I, I, the Browns get a new wide receiver. It's like the Browns getting a new quarterback. It just happens <laughs> all the time. And then nothing, <laughs> nothing good comes of that move. So I just want to get it out of the way now that that's fair. The Browns got somebody new that's probably not going to help the situation. Uh, LeBron put up a fifty burger. It's pretty historic. 54 burger. Right. 50, 50 plus. So 50 burger. But Katie, I just like how Katie did a little bit more today. And LeBron. Than LeBron. And then asked the mayor, hey, mayor, fix this mandate situation. That That's also something to talk about. Uh, so, Katie also told briefly. one of his opponents that he was little. Well, is, is he, he little? little? Huh? 
Isn't everyone little in comparison? To Katie, I mean, Katie's tall. I'm not gonna say he's a a stout human being. Okay. Uh, our interns are back at it this week. Yep. Week one, we're we're still on we're still on the radio, or we haven't got canceled. So yeah, no one, some yeah. of our interns are back. I got some breaking news in the intern department. We'll get there. Ooh, something to look forward to in the the intern, or maybe not look forward to, depending on the situation. Yeah, yeah depending on how you feel about it. <laughs> I don't know. We're about to find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about all we got. So, as always, follow us at Sports Gym Muff on Instagram and Twitter. The Twitter machine was up and running this past weekend and probably will be oh. throughout the entire basketball tournament. It was definitely up and running. Uh, sports stuff, W forward slash Jim Ambersand Muff on Facebook. Follow the YouTube channel, watch the videos, listen to the episodes, do the things, and let's get into the show. This is the off season. It Ta-da. is. There we go. Uh, the NFL offseason. Um, a time for us to talk about the NFL because that's it's football and we like to talk about football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and things happened. We actually have uh, things really happened. Uh, we have a good bit of things oh, you hear to that, chat Alex? about. And Rogers. And now we got things to talk about, guys. Now we have things to talk about. Oh, we had things to talk about last week, too. But you said now we have things to talk about. We, have we actually things. have things to talk about. Well, yeah, because people started to make moves. Aaron Rodgers was not the only one to make a move. So if Aaron no, Rodgers was like, Muff, I want to be your best friend, would you be like, yeah, I'm down? I feel like, to be I fair, mean, I wouldn't do that as well. Yeah, unsolicited or like, are we having another conversation? Like, how does this come to be? Would you be his towel boy? For the right price, there's a difference between asking to be his best friend and being his towel boy. Right? Would you be his towel boy? Would I work for the Aaron Rodgers Enterprise as a towel boy? I mean, I would want to know the terms. Okay, so it's a possibility. It's a possibility. I think okay. that there is a price for everything. If you're going to pay me a hundred grand to like wash his towels and just make sure he has clean sweat towels to use, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's like. Six six month six month out of either your job. I can do something else for the other six months and be golden. Sorry, guys. Is that is that a buzzer? No, I just cleared my throat. And not in quick thoughts. Yeah, no, I just cleared my throat and then forgot I was like live on air for not live. All right. So anyway, some of the stuff that happened in the week that was in the NFL. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did make a decision to come back to Green Bay for a still-to-be-determined deal. Uh, there were initial reports that it was four years worth about $50 million per year, which would make him the highest paid, I think, by year, um, if you're looking at annual contract. Um, Rodgers came out later and said this was false, reported to his insider, Pat McAfee. Um, but it does seem pretty clear that it's a cat-friendly deal because the next day Devontae Adams was franchise-tagged, and you got to realize that if you're going to have the highest paid contract there, that's going to be tough to probably bring Devonte Adams back on that franchise tag without a cat friendly deal. Can we just talk about how Pat McAfee is, rejoices. is Aaron Rodgers mouthpiece? Oh yeah. Like first off, I went to a meeting at my work and I went to, the restroom where they have a TV wild get to that later. 
That's awesome. What a time to be alive. Right? I was like, why why am I not always working here? Anyway, and there was Get Up, which you know how I feel about Get Up. So it was was a draw for me. I'm like, oh, sports in the restroom. Shit, it's Get Up. Um, But there was Pat McAfee being interviewed about all things Aaron Rodgers. And I was just like, what? How does that work? Does Pat is Pat on the payroll? I don't think Pat's on the payroll, but it's Pat's way to be an insider without being an insider. He's got think, the greatest hustle. I think it's mutually beneficial. Yeah, I th- yeah, you're absolutely two, right. The two-time MVP has, uh, you know, the, the airtime whenever he wants it on Pat McAfee's show, and Pat McAfee gets to break news to the world about him. I mean, yeah. Wild. It's a good gig for everybody, I think. So why don't we have an MVP on our show? Uh, start naming MVPs that you want to reach out to, Jim. I'm going to find a wing-eating MVP okay, there and we get go. him on our show. This is a different type of MVP at a different level. If you're an MVP of something, reach out to the show. We will be your spokespeople. I mean, we, we have had you know an MVP on the show before. Who? Uh, from the Kokomo Bobcats, Ock. Oh, uh, that's true. We have. That's true. So okay. we ha- we we have had that distinction before. Um, the player of the week, the basketball mm-hmm. league, multiple mm-hmm. weeks, buzzer beaters, Sports Center top ten, Hawk. Been on the show. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Um, from MVPs to GOATs, Tom Brady. Everybody, welcome to the show. Not really welcome to the show, but welcome back to the NFL. You've decided to unretire mm-hmm. just after the he men's... He taxes. <laughs> well, he's in Florida. Was he, what, what taxes is he paying? That's true. <laughs> that's, part of, that's part of the allure. Do you want to know what I think is the best part of this? <laughs> okay, listening. Ben Roethlisberger will now be the star of his Hall of Fame class. Oh, there were actually some uh, tongue in cheek tweets that I saw come out. I think they're tongue in cheek. If people took this seriously, then they've got bigger issues at hand saying Tom Brady's coming back. So he didn't have to compete with the Steelers fan base in Canton. (laughs) (laughs) Can you blame him? Jim, comment. You know, we're a little right. A little bit of uh, that's some legitimacy, I think. Some. If, listen, if people really truly meant that deep down in their heart, then I think they need to reevaluate some things. All right. But anyway, Tom Brady comes back, announces just after the basketball brackets come out from the men's side. Yeah, God forbid we let the basketball players have a little, have a moment. Or the female basketball players have anything. Well, that's happening right now as we record. Bet we're not talking about it on Sports Center. I bet we're not talking about on sports stuff with Jim above either. That's true. Okay. So, so as we get that clear, um, listen, I, I have enough trouble keeping up with one sixty-eight team tournament, let alone two. Um, so, uh, I was something was fishy. I'm not going to lie. So when this is all was starting to come out, it's seven six o'clock. Whenever the men's bracket reveal show started. I saw some tweets coming out from some NFL insiders like Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, reporting deals and information about 
happenings in the NFL. And I thought this is really weird for them to do like the Friday news dump during the bracket challenge or during the, the bracket reveal. And then the hammer dropped. And I was like, was this just all a lead in to Tom Brady coming back of them putting feelers out there, putting out little things so they at least get in people's timelines. And it's like, Oh, by the way, Tom Brady returning to the Buccaneers. What are you going to do? Who knew first? Did Cristiano Ronaldo know before anybody else besides from Tom Brady's family? Who's Tom Brady's, you know, outlet? Yeah, like who does, who does he go to? I don't think Bill. Is it good Bill? This is Pat McAfee. No. <laughs> I don't think he has a mouthpiece for him, does he? I mean, it's probably just the league itself. Um, but he, I mean, he announced his retirement totally away from the media spotlight. I know Schefter wasn't wasn't the go-to on this one. Nobody was. If I was Schefter, even if I heard it, I think I'd just stay away from it. Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, I just got out of that row hole. I don't want to go back down it. Exactly. Did you guys see the Cristiano Ronaldo video that was going <laughs> no. on? So Saturday, Saturday yesterday, uh, Tom Brady was at a soccer match in England. In England, yeah, it was a bit of an English match. I forget who Cristiano plays for in his, but he they were on the field, and a hot mic caught Cristiano Ronaldo asking Tom Brady, "So you're really retired, right?" And Tom Brady gave the like one of those like shrug like things and didn't respond. So there was already people in the world saying, "What's is this something happening?" So that was on Saturday, and then Sunday evening we get this news. So Cristiano Ronaldo may have. Uh, Put it out into the world first that something may be going down here. Maybe that was Tom Brady's teaser. Like he was using Christian, he was using this whole thing, like going to the soccer game, knowing someone would ask him a question and he could put it out there. I feel no different. You feel no different? I feel no different. All I know is that I put in a uh, a waiver request for Tom Brady in my dynasty league. Since he's back on a team now. Uh, in other news, uh, Kirk Cousins get re-signed by the Vikings. Crickets. Crickets, nobody. Uh, I don't hate Kirk. When Kirk Cousins is good, Kirk Cousins is good. He's just unreliable. But I think it's good for the Vikings. Who else? And in this quarterback climate right now, who are they going to get that's better than Kirk Cousins? That's what I was going to say. It's a steady... It's a steady hand. Not to Sean Watson. We'll get to that, won't we? <laughs> I think we get will. We'll get to it here somewhere. Uh, trades, notable trades. This was the week of people announcing they're coming back and of trades, including Russ Wilson getting traded to Denver, adding to the franchise franchise's history of bringing in veteran QBs to help get the team over the top. Denver gets Russ Wilson, a 2022 fifth rounder while the Seahawks get Denver's first and second round picks for the next two years, the 2022 fifth rounder and QB drew lock tight end, Noah Fant and defensive lineman, Shelby Harris. Who do we think wins this deal? I'm going to say the Seahawks. I think it depends on which Russell Wilson shows up in Denver. If it's Russell Wilson, you know, four years ago, five years ago, when he had like the Seahawks, when he was cooking, really cooking. 
But I think if if he goes and he's the same Russ as last year, then the Seahawks definitely win. So you're on the Seahawks, Jim? I'm still Seahawks. So three years ago, I would have – two or three years ago, I probably would have been, I would have been on the Seahawks side. But I think we've, at this point, uh, crossed the threshold of – if you're able to get a proven entity, especially a the crucial position such as quarterback, you take that because you don't know what that draft is going to give you as far as the output. At least you have an understanding of what Russ is giving you. Uh, we all know Drew Locke was not the answer. And what is Seattle going to do at quarterback? So does this just set them back another two to three years? That's uh, Matt Stafford. That's all I'm going to say. It, that is Matt yeah. Stafford, Peyton Manning went to Denver and did this towards the end of his career. Granted, Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson are two different players going to Denver right now. Um, but that's John Elway has this propensity to do these things. I think bringing up Matt Stafford was the best like comparison I can think of. Because the Denver Broncos aren't a bad team. I mean, they started off last season really good. They just started to tank. Because Drew Locke's not their answer, and <sighs> all right, anything else on that one? We good? I'm trying to find the draft order now that this whole shakeup has happened. But the Seahawks have the ninth pick, the forty fortieth, forty first, seventieth. They have one pick in the fourth, two picks in the fifth, and a pick in the seventh. The ninth pick overall in the first round is not a bad spot to sit. No, I agree. Yeah, it they just depends pick on what the quarterback. Again, but they're going to pick up a quarterback that is going to take multiple years to probably because I think everybody's really with this quarterback class thinking nobody's coming out ready, ready in this quarterback class this year. But is that that bad? Well, if you're going to if you're going to stick him in in year one. And they're not but ready, do you ready need to have him year one. You got to know, you got to know what you got. I'm not saying it's got to be the whole year, year one, but at some point, year one, you got to imagine um, Drew Locke, the fans of Seattle are going to uh, gripe hard enough that Drew Locke is not going to be in there the whole year unless they're winning. It's interesting. It is. Carson Wentz gets traded to the we. Our commanders, dup, 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 dup. <laughs> along with a second round pick and a seventh round pick in 2022, the Colts get a second round pick and a third round pick in a 2023 conditional third round pick, which could elevate to a second round pick if one plays 70% of the stats for Washington this year. Why is this always a tag along for Carson Wentz's deals that if he plays over a certain amount of snaps, people get more things? I have no idea. I feel like I don't I don't believe in those like little addendums. I think you get what you you take what you can get, and it's the nature of the game is like you're taking a risk. It is a risk. I agree. I was listening to the like Fox, the local Fox News um sports, Fox Sports, whatever it is, station on the AM radio, because I'm 92. And um <laughs> The they were talking about calling. Should someone call Philip Rivers if you're the Colts and say, Hey, buddy, you had a year off, you get the rest, come on back. 
Yeah. They were like really like of all the quarterbacks you could like make jokes about doing that for. They're like Philip Rivers is a pretty legit option, even if just for like a year holdover. And yeah, the Colts the Colts have uh, unfortunately been in a whirlwind situation since Andrew Luck decided to retire on them. Like yeah. that's this is all coming back to that because they thought they were set up for the next five to ten years. Oh, and they would have been. Mm-hmm. So this all comes back to that, where they're just they're they're scrambling right now because their franchise was set up for Andrew Luck to be the franchise quarterback. It's interesting. I I don't understand the Commanders move and why they want Carson Wentz. It is interesting. It is interesting. Taylor Heineke has not done terrible things for them. Yeah, I would have focused on other things. I think. And let the Heineke train play out for a little bit. Yeah. For one more year. Yeah. Get him a couple more weapons. Why not? That's it. Khalil Mack gets traded to the Chargers, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. From the Bears for a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 sixth round pick. The Chargers are taking on all of Mack's three year, $63.9 million deal, which is the main sticking point as to why the bears were willing to deal him. They were looking for somebody who's going to pick up this money to give them more dead cap space. Okay. Chargers might have a decent defense next year. Why is Khalil Mack becoming the person that gets shipped around? Like what, what about Khalil Mack makes, he was at the Raiders and they shipped him to the bank. Well, that deal was like, the Raiders to the Bears situation was because Gruden's an idiot. Well, if if Gruden's an idiot, does that also now make the Bears ownership? Well, no, we've I already we've already is, thought they were, were they? <laughs> I think this is more of an age thing. I don't think that he is worth now at the age he is the money that they're paying him. He's, it's only been a year or two two years and he didn't produce the results the bears thought he was going to produce the bears are trying to rebuild get younger makes sense for me for the bears to get rid of the chargers i i don't get it like (laughs) i mean this is another person on the line right this is they should have a formidable defensive line with with but the safeties are the issue the dbs are the way are where you're getting blown up well, maybe they're using the uh, the theory of if they don't have time to throw the ball, then they can't find the wide receivers down the field. This isn't college football. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Amari Cooper going from the Cowboys to the Browns. The Browns get Amari Cooper in a 2022 sixth round pick, and the Cowboys get a 2022 fifth and sixth round pick. This really came down to at least the Cowboys get something out of this. There's a lot of chatter that um, Cooper being released from the Cowboys was a planted story to help understand what the Cowboys could get as opposed to just releasing him. He got, there's other chatter that he got into it with Dak. Hmm. The, the, that's the whole reason they were cutting him. So. This is another one of those, uh, it could be all of the above. Um, I think yeah. they also wanted to get rid of some cap space because, uh, you know, a couple of days later, Michael Gallup gets 
signed to a five-year, $62.5 million deal with the Cowboys. He did. And then once Amari Cooper, go ahead, Browns fan, Jim. I will say uh, if they release Jarvis Lander, he goes elsewhere, trade situation. I think if the Browns play their cards right, Baker could have a lot more weapons with the draft and everything. And there's no reason for him not to be successful. Said that last year, too. (laughs) So, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Nick Chubb. Not the answer. Not the answer. Right. And he'll probably, they'll probably pick up on Ohio State. Uh, wide receiver. Where are they at in the draft? Uh, they t- they top ten. On. They I just looked at thirteen. From what I've gathered, top twenty, you're still going to get. I think the top three or four wide receiver prospects that are trending to still be on the board at that point. Top fifteen, top twenty. Uh, if they'll either get Alave or Wilson, one of the two. I, that's my guess. Uh, what a what a sad story for that receiver that ends up in Cleveland. That's it, man. Like I concur. I mean, at least they found a quarterback to stick around long enough. At least they've yeah. that's not the issue anymore. The Tim Couch days. Uh notable releases from the NFL this past week. Bobby Wig Bobby Wagner released by the Seahawks and goes to Twitter to share that he didn't find out from the organization about his release. And Richard Sherman chimes in and says that he experienced a similar situation when he was released by the Seahawks. Is this business as usual or is this something to be like the Seahawks are screwing up? I don't like the way the Seahawks do business. I don't. I think they I think they don't really have that player attachment that other organizations do. Even though Pete Carroll is like the consummate players coach. Is that where it stops? It stops at the head coach? It's not ownership. I was just going to say that, yeah, that you can be a great coach on the field and players coach and stuff, but if your front office isn't player positive or whatever, I don't know. Maybe that's why they ha- That's why they keep him, because he is that person. They're like, oh, well, if Pete does yeah, all this stuff, that, then we I think attract. that's part of the disconnect. I think that's why they have so many issues. I put in perspective, like, okay, I, I'm working at my job for, like, five years, and then we get like the the weekly newsletter, and it's like, oh, you know, best luck, at, the best of luck to Alex is, you know, wherever he lands in his next, you know, location. And you're like, wait a second, what? Breaking news! Breaking news! The Chargers have extended their kicker, Dustin Hopkins. They're bringing him back. Oh, wow! I thought this was exciting I was, news. Yeah, I was a lot more excited than. I don't know why I got the notification on my phone. I mean, I understand I'm a Chargers fan, but dang. We need to look at what's notification. The metaverse was listening. Um, So, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't don't know how I feel about Seattle right now either on this. But um, the Cowboys are in talks with Bobby Wagner. He played under Dan Quinn in Seattle, now the defensive coordinator in Dallas. Maybe Bobby will end up there. Maybe. Trying to think, what is what is Dallas trying to fill? Van Der Esch, Sean Lee. Van Der Esch is their starting middle backer. Sean Lee, I think, retired. Um, 
So maybe they're just trying to find another middle backer to play in their system. It works. Uh, the the Cowboys, speaking of kickers, Jim, released their kicker, Greg Zerline, and tight end Blake Jarwin. Blake Jarwin wasn't very like, – I don't think he ranked very high, did he? No. So Blake Jarwin's hurt. It, so he could file for, like, an injury protection thing. And the Cowboys would not be able to cut him in order to like save cap space. Like it wouldn't help them at all. Okay. Or he could just take it, I think, and go wherever he wants. Alex, you spend a lot of time on on this part of the business, and it surprises me. Really? Yeah, I would not see this out of you. This is more of a muff area kind of thing. Hmm. So kudos to you. Okay. I just like to know, you know, all the deeds. Deeds. Uh, and Patriots have released outside linebacker Kyle Van Noy, who was released by Miami last year, picked up by the Patriots, and had a good, I think, had a good season overall. So I'm yeah, guessing I think so this. Too. I think you're right. This is the this is the opposite of what the trend you're seeing. You're seeing, well, never mind. I apologize. This is the exact trend because this is <clears throat> intended to free up cap space because the vet men is higher than the rookie men. So that's one of the big things that I've heard in, in the, uh, the saw in the Twitter sphere, heard on some, some, uh, some radio and podcasts and some TV stuff is um, <clears throat> whenever teams get to the point where they're choosing between uh, do we want to hold on to a veteran or do we want to maybe somebody that's three or four on the depth chart, go to a rookie. Uh, you can save two, three, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars by going for the, lower serviced player um and i can just save money here and there uh, so we got that and lastly in the nfl news deshaun watson will not be indicted criminally on any criminal charges uh, which has now started the the train on where will he end up who will make the move for Deshaun Watson um, and what organization is willing to take that chance of what could be still coming in the civil suits. Civil suits don't really affect the team. First of all, like it's the press, the meet the press. It's, it's the, it's the the public opinion. Is he going to screw up again? Where's he at mentally? Did he screw up? And say, I feel like we can finally touch on this. Well, we have, we have some clarity now. We've danced on this around this in between this can we just talk about for one second how Schefter came out was like he's been uh you know cleared but that doesn't necessarily make him innocent in my backup tweet it was like Shefty maybe you should not touch this one but like I get he has been declared not criminally responsible i understand i still contend the league needs to reveal their investigation if they did one but they probably won't panthers are probably gonna chase after him pretty hard from what i understand does he still have the chops to do it well that's I think that's uh, going to be 
the off season for him, right? Somebody, I think if somebody wants to take that chance, they need to take it now. So that they have an entire off season, all of the OTAs, everything over the summer to actually make this work and not do one of those like, Oh, we're going to wait until between OTAs and training camp. Like, I think if you're going to do this, you need the full time from within the next three weeks before the draft until the start of the season to really understand and get, get him back into the groove of the game. I kind of just want the logic explained to me. Okay. Like, what was the guy from the 49ers that took a knee? Colin Kaepernick. Thank you. Kaepernick sits and they're like, well, he's sad. He's sad. Like, probably not, not very good. He's sad. And if we were putting Kaepernick against Watson athletically, there's a distinct difference. I understand that. But like the inactivity, the argument is still there. Well, that argument is still there, but Colin Kaepernick also did not leave as a starting quarterback at that time. He was, he was not, he was not number one. Deshaun Watson was number one and has been out for a year. Sure. And I, I started my, my statement with athletically, there's differences. Well, I'm just saying it's not athletically. This is an athletic conversation. This is, are you one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the league? Deshaun Watson was, that's not just all based on athleticism. That's the whole package. Okay. I would say Colin Kaepernick is the superior athlete between those two. Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback. Fine. Sure. My next statement is like, we all can say there was probably some finger on the button of we're not going to hire you because of what you did with the knee. How are we not like putting the, the black ball, pardon the pun, on Deshaun Watson, the same on this. Has anybody signed him yet, Jim? I just, I'm reading an ESPN article right now that says Panthers plan aggressive Watson offer. I, I, there's people that are planning all of these things and they say they are, but until somebody signs them, and you got to remember. see that for Kaepernick. Because he was not one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. Muff, we can have that debate. Like, I'm trying not to be very aggressive with you right now. People were hired with <laughs> in the meantime that were passed. I, I understand that. Listen, that argument is always going to be out there. It is the next argument is what are you looking for in your backup quarterback? Peyton Manning didn't want somebody that was going to compete with him. Peyton Manning wanted somebody to do all his work for him so that he could figure it out. Dan Orlovsky was his back- starters. That Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky was his backup. Jim Peyton. Man- I've got two different people. Peyton Manning, Colin Kaepernick. Peyton Manning's backup was Dan Orlovsky. There were people hired for starters in in New York that were worse than Kaepernick. How do you know that? Are you an NFL talent evaluator? If, do we add another guru to your, to your title? Up there. We could it's match a, some stats. You could buy Kaepernick's stats. starting stats against the starters in, in New York, if you'd like. In his last year? I don't know. I don't know what those stats look like. Probably better than New York. He probably won more games. So winning games makes you a better quarterback? I would think that's the whole reason you're there is to win the game. Didn't didn't Tim Tebow lead a team to the playoffs and then get cut two years later? Probably a better quarterback than some of them that were in New York. But he was still cut. He was out of the league. Probably still a better quarterback. 
than some of those that got hired in New York. My whole anyway, point is did, like, did, Deshaun why are we Watson, not Deshaun blackballing Watson, him a little bit? Why are Deshaun, we not going, I'm not going to touch that more. Deshaun Watson didn't play off last year. Because he because was what? With, the tight, with the Texans. Right, but he wasn't playing. He was on roster. He collected a check. Okay, you got he me wasn't. on that argument. You got me yeah. on that argument. They could have yeah. they could have traded for him. They could have people could have done anything during this whole time. So they waited until. But he this was dropped. still he was facing criminal charges. He, no, he was not. He was not facing criminal charges. What's an indictment, Muff? He was. He had his. A, his future was in doubt. A grand jury said they weren't taking it to trial, so there but were no that, criminal. This, all of last year, they were still doing an investigation on whether he could be taken to trial. Right. There were no criminal his, charges. His, so they were in question. That was in question, but there were no criminal charges yet. Kaepernick had no Cap, there was no question on Kaepernick's liberty civil or liberties. He wasn't gonna be in a jail cell. There was no question on that. I'm just talking about the Sean Watson here, Jim. You brought up Colin Kaepernick. These are apples and oranges to me. I'm just saying, like, I get last year, okay. I'll give you that argument, Muff, but we should probably stay away from him for maybe another year. Well, the good news is, is the Chargers nor the Steelers or the Browns sure. or. Well, the Steelers might need a quarterback. That was my next point after we moved past this. I hope not him. I, uh, the Steelers is an organization I do not think are going to make that uh, make that bold of a move. Okay, let's move past Deshaun for a second. Can we please put the Steelers on the clock here? What is the Steelers going to do for a quarterback? Mason Rudolph. In my soul. <laughs> They've said he will be part of the competition. They have not said he's the starter. They say right now I think he's the starter. Uh, they did uh, re-sign Dwayne Haskins. I don't so know what this is. the D-Train I, and Rudolph. Wow. I feel like there's going to be a third person entered into the conversation. I just don't know who. But where's that coming from? Like, are we going to sign somebody or are we waiting on the draft? That's, that, that's the question that nobody in Pittsburgh land knows, Jim. So, like, you guys can't hypothesize that's not a thing for you in the Roonies in we Steeler trust land, like you can in the, Roon- in the Roonies we trust this is why you users are just assholes sometimes like the rest of us we can like well this is what we're gonna do maybe and this is what we're gonna do maybe you guys are like nope we're not gonna talk about it nope that rainstorm is coming not gonna do it when's the last time Shefty Burke knew about Pittsburgh before Pittsburgh people knew about it so you guys just don't like fantasy book. You don't just like think about it. No, I like. We got we have Mason Rudolph. It sucks, but that's what's happening right now. I just like to pretend it's not happening. To be completely honest. <laughs> like to your point, actually, we just pretend it's not happening and hope for right. the best. Okay. We'll address it all at a later date. Okay. What are, what are the Chargers doing with their DBs, Jim? Do you want to hypothesize on that? Gonna blow it. Like, I have no problem with the Chargers <laughs> fan going, they're gonna ruin this. And it'll be another year of shit. Right, but you're not hypothesizing who they're gonna ruin it with. That's what you're asking us to do. That's like saying which bag of trash is gonna suck the worst. It's all trash. They can find DBs on the market that are better than what they have. Can't they? But They haven't yet. This is going to be a couple years of, unfortunately, I think for the Steelers, it's going to be, uh, who is it, Alex? The Bubby, Brist- Bubby Brister and Mike Tomzak days. Yeah. We're really going back to that? Is that is that the, the mindset that you all well, have? Well, when you had Ben Roethlisberger for so many years, 
It's like the term, to, there's no like more recency bias for us to their recency like comparison for us to talk about. So you don't see somebody next year in this in the college game that you're like eyeing up. Well, the people say Kenny Pickett, but they also thought Dan Marino, and that didn't happen. So Okay. All right. We'll see. And that wraps up. What is this, Jim? The off season. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to take a second. And I want everyone to remember when they were in high school. Okay. Think about the cafeteria. Think about the lunch ladies, the librarians. I want you to remember what you were working for. Maybe it was a sport. Maybe it was a job. Maybe it was theater. Maybe it was band. Maybe it was something. Maybe it was just trying to graduate. Some of us were trying to excel for just to be enough. Some of us were trying to excel to get an okay scholarship. Some of us were trying to make ends meet. Then there was the select few. The rarefied air, if you will. Those with talent enough who worked hard, put that extra sweat equity in, but also were gifted and graced with whatever supreme being you choose to believe in, with those talents that took them to the next next level. The D1 athletes, the child savants, the chosen few, the ones you see on television and think, huh, they're supposed to be there, right? Muff, Alex, we... We, we know who we're talking about when we say that, mm-hmm. you know, Naomi Osaka. Um, she was not in my high school, just so we're clear. Correct. But I mean, you know, these young kids. Right. Yes. Justin, Justin Fields. Um, name some college oh. athletes, Muff. Justin Fields isn't even a college athlete. But you know what I mean. That's the first thing in my head. He was at one point. Uh, I mean, LeBron James. Let's. LeBron James, perfect example. Didn't necessarily go to college, but. I was just going to say. Right out of high school. Well, that's a savant, right? That's the savant of savants when you think about it in the athletic world. I think sometimes we fail to realize that the people we're watching on TV are in their 18, 19, 20 all the way up to 24, 25, 26 year of age. And that they are dealing with their own personal stuff and a lot of situations. Um, Naomi Osaka was playing tennis this weekend and a fan decided to say, you suck. Basically heckling her. And it, it rattled her. Mm-hmm. There, there are some out there who would say, you know, well, this is a sport. You're supposed to be built mentally tough. Oh, okay. She's 24, 26 Something. years old. And this is all, the, you know, she was done as this sport, you know. She's still a kid. What were you doing at 24 through 26, Muff? We were working... We were responsible. We were responsible for people's lives to some degree. So, but I very much remember (laughs) the decisions that we've made because I was with you at twenty four to twenty six. The the pressure that we faced 
And we were just working stiffs. And some of those decisions could crack us. I remember hanging out with you at nights, going, man. And that was just our jobs. This young individual is on the world stage, looked at to be a role model. Okay. And, and, ta- just, and takes that seriously. And very seriously. Um, the Williams sisters faced the same kind of heckling at similar ages at the same place that she got heckled. In fact, they boycotted that tournament for years because of the heckling. And to, There's a little bit more to that one, but... Sure. I mean, you know, Papa was in there, but um, I think it's crazy. And so then I, I see that, and that was the tail end of this weekend. But then I saw, um, and I know I'm Ohio State homer, but Harry Miller from Ohio State, retired from collegiate football. And you think to yourself, wow. I just saw the headline. He retired from collegiate fo- football. And I'm like, well, who does that? He tried to commit suicide. Luckily, you know, Ryan Day, and I'm not here to champion Ryan Day as I usually am, but in this situation, Ryan Day and his staff, support staff, probably saved that young mm-hmm. man's life by getting him help and continuous help and following along. And he mentions people would ask, what's wrong with Harry Miller? Why isn't he playing to the level of he should be? And let me tell you, in Columbus, happens all the time. Some five-star recruit, Mr. Ohio, comes in, and he's not playing to Mr. Ohio level, and that is the talk of town. Wow, he's garbage. A lot of hype, Mr. Hype. And some kid who's 18, 19, 20, basically just gets dogged in a whole city. And it's not just a Columbus thing. Um, and I say all this, and I, I make this whole point because we've entered March Madness. We're going to talk about college basketball. And I think, I like to think, Muff, you can correct me if I'm wrong. We do a, a fairly decent job at staying away from the kids of sports. We try to just speak on, when we, when we bust on people, we try to speak to the adults. Well, the people getting paid and right. their well, job. I mean, and well, yeah. They're more emotionally and, developed. And, and NIL has brought some different levels to the payment situation sure. now. Uh, but but it's, not mean, their, it's not their job necessarily, yeah. We speak to Kevin. Well, you speak and to Kevin a lot. Jerry Jones. Well, you have the point because it's like the same people that sit and rag on some of these young kids and have like a kid of equal age who's like smoking dope in their basement and – and you know, right. eating cheeseburgers and and living off you know rent free in your house when these kids are out there like busting their asses and successful and doing right. good things and instead of applauding the fact that they're at least doing the good thing, you're ripping them down for not being good enough while you have like your own issues. I get that we pay a ticket to go see these athletes play. I get that this is entertainment, but I'm also asking as I always ask for human decency and self-awareness as we enter March madness. That's what I'm asking for. Okay. This isn't, you know, grown adults speaking to grown adults. And even then you should probably have some human decency, but 
these are kids out there. And given the the recent uh, story uh, tragedy of Katie Meyer at Stanford, um, yeah. let's not let's not put it let's put into perspective what can be the outcome of having a significant negative impact uh, to a person's life, psyche, mental health, emotional health, all of those things. Yeah, I mean that's it. I just. If you're sitting at a tennis match and you yell, you suck, why? Like, you're at a tennis match. Maybe you suck. I was going to say, you're watching, not playing, so you're not that good either. Like, come on. So I just, that's my only, and I don't want to be a downer here. I just want to simply just say, like, come on. Let's just, it's entertainment. Let's just relax. So that's my beef. Treat the kids how you would expect an adult to treat your kids at that age. Yes. And I was trying not to be that dad in this moment, but yes. I'm not a dad per se, but I'll do it. That's it. Because I was thinking about that, that Naomi Osaka and like, she's sitting there in tears and she's rattled. And it's just like, that would suck if that was my kid. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's my take. It's March, the month after February, sometimes referred to as the Izzo month, which means it's the madness of March. Macho Man just apparently made his way into studio. Um, Yes, the NCAA basketball tournaments are here. We're going to do some chatter about the men's side and do some chatter about the women's side. Um, So... Yeah, that's what we're going to do. So to start off on the men's side, the field is set on Sunday with the uh, bracket reveal uh, through CBS. Uh, and the top four seeds in each region are in the West. We have Gonzaga, the number one overall seed. Uh, Duke, the number two seed. Texas Tech, the three seed. Arkansas, the four seed. In the East, we've got Baylor at one. Kentucky, Purdue, UCLA. In the South, the Wildcats of Arizona. Followed by Villanova, Tennessee, and Illinois. And in the Midwest, the Jayhawks of Kansas, followed by Auburn, Wisconsin, and Providence as the four seed in the Midwest. Um, a little bit of a breakdown. Conferences with the most teams on the men's side. The Big Ten has nine. The Big East, Big 12, and SEC have six. And ACC has five. The biggest snubs appear to be thus far. Georgia and Texas A&M is the team that everyone is saying should have made into the tournament over a team like, Jim will appreciate this, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Michigan beat Ohio State, and that's what got them in. I don't know if that's exactly what got them in. It's a boost. It's a boost. That's what everybody says. That's who's everybody? I need sources. All the sportscasters on the TVs in Ohio, in Columbus, on the Big Ten channel. The Big Ten channel. But the most notable snub of all of them is Bellarmine college who was almost amen they were almost bellarmine was almost in the situation last year i think they were in the semifinals in the atlantic sun conference bellarmine jim because i know you probably don't know anything about this one is not eligible after making the leap about this last year but this year they actually this year they actually won the tournament yeah we knew this was coming so uh, they're not eligible after making the leap from D2 in 2020, despite winning their conference championship. And here's the best part. 
it's not even the team that they beat in the championship game that gets to go to the tournament. It's the team that won the regular season crown. So Jacksonville State, who lost to Jacksonville, which is who Bellarmine beat in the finals, get to represent the Atlantic Sun Conference. Bellarmine is not going to be eligible until 2025. So the NCAA can confirm that they are, quote, committed to the D1 philosophy and operating principles. In addition, this legislation will increase the likelihood that such institutions will operate successful competitive programs at the D1 level. Talk what? about a load of horseshit. What is the freaking reasoning? I mean, I get it. If you're going from division one to division two, I can see it as like a penalty almost. Like any even four years is a little much. But at that point, you flushed out any like D1 commits. But if you're that bad that you're going from D1 to D2, then they weren't that good anyway. If you're going up, so you're telling me if West Liberty tomorrow wants to compete in the Division One National Tournament, okay, they're the number two seed overall right now in NCAA, NCAA Division Two. No, they're out. Well, they lost. Yes, but okay, hear me out. Gotcha. <laughs> a, a big time Division One basketball school wants to go and compete against people that are supposedly better than them, they get penalized for being good and able to compete with them. It's a dumb rule. I mean, granted, usually it's not an issue. This rarely happens. But why even have it in existence? I, I just can't get over the words. To confirm that they are committed to the D1 philosophy, philosophy and operating principles. So are you worried that they're not following the rules? Like... Is this like they didn't a, pay the entry fee? I don't understand what you're missing about this. I, that's what I'm getting at, Jim. And I thank you for, for bringing that into play. Is that we don't want Bellarmine to profit from getting to the tournament and playing in the tournament and all of the brand recognition and everything else that comes with it. Um, you know, so if this was a football team, you know, they get money for going to a bowl game, even though we all know how some of us feel about bowl games. Um, this is, you know, potentially that opportunity to get that to get their name out there to do these things and to get more recruits. This is what you want. This is putting a four year, five year stay on being able to really recruit players to come to your program because you can't sell them on all you can sell them on is we get to play for a conference championship, guys. And then after that, it doesn't matter because we're not going to the tournament until 2026. All right. Stupid. We're kind of beating a dead horse. It's a stupid rule. Stupid. Okay. Uh, so any other thoughts on the tournament? We're going to get deep into this on this week's betting episode. Um, any other thoughts with the, the breakdown, the brackets? I'm super pumped. Personally, I would really love to see Tom Izzo and Coach K play in the second round and for Izzo to beat Coach K and knock him into submission. Yeah, because you, you lean that way, Muff. I don't lean that way. I am squarely on the other side of that fence. Okay. Can we talk about the women? Uh, you want to talk about Ohio State who made it in gym? You know, okay. They're going to beat Sister whatever faces team. Hey, Sister Jean, Sister Jean, hang on. Hang on. Hey, Sister. Hey, Sister Jean. Jay. Keep singing the Sloopy song, baby. Hey. hey. 
Ed. Keep singing the Sloopy song. That's fine. You like it. What's the story? Well, really, real, real, real talk here. What's the history of that song? I don't think you deserve to know. Does it have anything to do with the highest state, or is this another Ohio State? Think have, I don't think you have deserved to know. As much shit is, as you talk on them. Did Ohio State steal this like they stole Script Ohio? Or. <laughs> We're moving on. How many. Uh, Penn no, state... no lies detected. That's all I want to know. How many. Uh... Penn State I, teams are in the tournament this year? Men, there, women. There are, most, there are multiple options. Men, women. Uh, we don't want to get into what's going on in the Iowa State women's program. Let's please not get involved in that. The women are in. I, I understand. You don't want to talk about that program, though. Just saying. Just saying. I talk about the women's tournament, Jim, since you are so knowledgeable. Alex, who are our top seeds? Oh, Jim. Jim fighting for the cops here. Top seeds in the women's basketball tournament. We have the South Carolina Gamecocks, the defending national champion Stanford Cardinals, the NC Cardinal. Cardinal. Sorry, Stanford Cardinal. I I listen, it's a big deal. Okay, NC State Wolfpack and the Louisville Cardinal. I think. Louisville's the Cardinals. I think it's with an S. Louisville Cardinals. Louisville Cardinals. We're just going with the top seeds. Oh, no, top. I'll do the second seeds too. I have the second seeds here too. Second what? seeds are Baylor Bears, Yukon Huskies, Iowa Hawkeyes, and the Texas Longhorns. I think it's cool to see uh, changes in this. It used to always be like Yukon, Yukon, Yukon. And I think that's like, Detriment, more detrimental to women's basketball ratings than anything because you get sick of watching the same people over and over. But Baylor and UConn, who have both historically been good women's basketball programs, are two seeds this year. I know UConn um, had a bunch of injuries. They had yeah, like yeah. seven of their nine rotating players that missed at least two games for either injury or illness. Well, in the beginning of the season, I think they were like two or three weeks behind because they had a COVID outbreak. Yeah. They were – they were in a bad spot. Um, They're buzzing now. Yeah. South Carolina coached by Don Staley, famous WNBA player from when the WNBA was first getting started. I am pumped to see what Caitlin Clark from Iowa does throughout this tournament. In case you two don't know, she's the player that is lighting up the scoreboard and throwing up threes like Steph Curry from all over the court. Nice. Nice. Jim, you want to talk about Ohio State since you're so proud of them? Number sixty. Got it. Nothing else. That's any snub? Any snubs from this tournament? I'm gonna say Penn State's a snub, even though I know nothing about that team. So I'm just gonna call it like it is. There. Uh, we're gonna have a bracket challenge for the women's side as well. What's it called, Muff? Uh, the sports stuff with Jim and Muff sixty-four dollar challenge. You get if the winner will get $64 if they win the women's challenge. The men will have a tournament uh, challenge, and you just get a sticker. Because here at Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff, we give more money to women than we do men. Uh, yeah, because the enterprise enlists a whole lot of women and it's a hierarchy. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. What if they applied? Oh, we I, do I, actually enlist a whole lot more women than we do men, if you think about it. 
Do we? Yeah. I want you to start Sam? listing them. Sam. Who had, who's Jordan. Nate? Jordan, who has you as a foil? Emily. Emily's her own. It's not our fault that you don't have. <laughs> oh wait this is this is why is this why is this a me problem now because you're the one who sets the numbers off who's who's alex's foil to my girlfriend has nothing to do with this alex's Alex's girlfriend isn't on the show she loves the fact that when the new episode 90 day fiance comes out on sunday nights i'm usually hanging out with you guys that's really why she she loves this podcast she supports the show she does because she, she without it she would have to deal with me Right. So Complaining about your fiance. Get a girlfriend. Skin has nothing to do with that. Um, All right, that's I, th- I think I think I think this is gonna bleed into the interns. Yep. There's gonna be a new there's gonna be an intern discussion with this one. Are you gonna hire a female intern? No, you you need to. That's basketball. <laughs> this is interns. Interns. Interns dumb test. Do, 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 do. Wait, can we? I think that what we do, I think Jim does his his music that he had come up with. Go ahead, Jim. You want to go? These are the interns. And just for everyone's facial, uh, I know you can't see him, but he grabs the mic closer to him and does these like sensual eyes when he does it. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a 20s nightclub. Yeah. And not the 2020s either. The 1920s, <laughs> people. Oh. All right, Muff. Let's hear from Kev. Well, you know, this is this is what week uh, week two, three. That's right, week three. Uh, the interns going out and us giving them tasks. Um, as a reminder, my intern Kev. He's a twenty-something jokester. And he's just looking to, to get that next lead for the for the betting, and he'll do about anything to get there. So, Kev, after last week, having gone to Philadelphia and doing some recon on the establishments of the night, uh, this past week, Kev was tasked to book a meeting with Roger Goodell and explain to Roger all of the advantages of allowing NFL players to bet on NFL games that they aren't playing in. That was one caveat. Uh, the, the only stipulation is that Kev had to talk Roger into um, players on those teams cannot talk about the bets they placed until after the game. And then they have to publish their bet tickets for the world to see and possibly for everyone to trash talk. Are we good? Trash talk. Um, the players that they were betting against or why they bet against their friends. Um, sometimes people, there's a connection unstable thing that pops up and I never know uh, where we are in the world. So that's what Kev was doing this week. Apparently none of my cohorts are trying to give me any bit of information as to what's going on. Nope. We're good. I'm killing it. <laughs> so we're getting... we doing so good. Doing so good. Uh, so we're going to jump to Kev. Kev. Kev, you there? Kev's joining again. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, Kev's back. Kev's back, everyone. Get pumped. Kev uh, can get excited. So, Kev, how did your assignment go talking to, to Roger Goodell this week? Oh, yo, I talked to Roger Dodger, and he was 
not happy that I stormed past his assistant, barged into the office to talk about the G word, you know, the thing that Calvin Ridley did that Roger said he can't play no football anymore. But he heard me out because I told him that I talked to Will Smith about that movie, you know, the one with the concussions and people talked about it. And now they got to pay all the players, all the other money. And I said, I knew a couple dirty little secrets about that movie. (laughs) Funny thing is spoiler. I don't know a damn thing. I just told him that. And he started listening. So Roger and I kick it. I pull up the couch. We we sit there and we talk. I pitched the idea. He told me he was going to make a phone call to his contact who's the new VP that's supposed to talk about all the sports book stuff and lobby and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Roger gives him money. He goes and figures it out. And then they come back with more money to Raj and the owners. It's all, it's how things work. We know. So they try to keep it on the up and up, but before we could get into the deets, security picked me up and threw me out on the street. Just like that Ron white guy used to talk about when people threw him out of the bar. <sighs> anyway, overall, I think we made some headway with Raj and I'm looking forward to an assignment after the draft. Maybe I think we need the, the heads to cool a little bit. We need the tempers to calm down because I Raj was not so pumped whenever I got true out on the street. So excited after the draft to have a little bit more follow-up on this. And that's, that's my report for this week. I didn't put it in writing muff. I know I'm, a, I'm an asshole. I don't do the things you tell me to do, but here we are. This is what you get. All right, Kev. Kev, you're right. You did not complete your weekly report this week, and it's punishable by more tasks in the future. But uh, we'll we'll figure it out. But, Kev, thanks for going to talk to Roger. (laughs) Apparently, we might have a letter coming to the Sports Stuff with Jim Muff Enterprise about the way in which you got to that meeting. Um, But thanks, Kev. I like it. Good job, Kev. Thanks for your commitment to the task. Yo, anytime, Alex. Jim, fuck off. Kev. <laughs> Who's Kev? All right. <laughs> so, guys, I went to go check on Bernard. There was a note. Said, gone to Ukraine. So, apparently, Bernard Wait, is... The man, the man who doesn't leave the basement? He's got signed up. All right. He's, he's going over. But he left me a, a contact number for his cousin, uh, Randy. Randy wants to be an intern. Let me tell you, I think he's our guy. Okay. So without further ado, you guys can ask him questions about himself. Okay. But Randy, Randy's bringing uh, some race info and something special for Muff. How y'all doing? I'm Randy. Let's watch a NASCAR race today. Chase Briscoe is our winner. Here, I understand you all want to hear some NASCAR news. Chase Briscoe, first-time winner, won that race, drove that thing home. Now, my understanding is, Muff, you're a good Catholic boy. You, you can't eat meat on Fridays right now, right? You can only eat that fish. I got an air fryer recipe for you, sir. Follow along. I'm ready, Randall. Okay. You get one pound, one pound of that dirt cod. You cut it up into four strips. Now you just you just decide how you want your strips. Sometimes some people like it big, some people like it small. But it's up to you, okay? But get four some, of them. It's got to be four. Four four strips. 
Okay. Well, it depends on how big your basket is, but four strips should probably fill up your basket. Okay? If you're a big boy, I feel like you can handle it. All right? You get some out there, kosher salt. Sprinkle it down on there. Fresh ground black pepper. Okay? Half a cup of all-purpose flour. One large egg. Beat it. And you beat it like, uh, well. Uh, yep, yep. Go that, ahead. Beat Go that. ahead, Randall. Hey, Go ahead. Good, okay? Two cups of panko breadcrumbs. Panko sponsors my race car on, on the Sundays at the dirt track. <laughs> Two cups of panko breadcrumbs. One tablespoon of Old Bay seasoning. Okay? Now, this is how you do it here, Ma. Now, you pat that fish dry. You season on both sides with that salt and pepper. Mm -hmm. Now, you season it real good. You place the egg and the flour and the panko, and you make sure that it's, you know, real good. Got a nice little base to it. Mm-hmm. Get that old bay and that panko on there. T toss it, combine it, work it up, spread it all over, nice and smooth. Get it like it's this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. Then you put it in your basket in the air fryer, cook it about 400 degrees for 10 to 12 minutes. Gently flipping halfway through. You got to be gentle with it. You know, you don't want to break up that breading. Okay? Until you got that golden, flaky, crispy, fishy. Okay? Then you're going to serve it with some tartar sauce and some lemon wedges muffin. You're going to love that there fish. Okay? This is a... Uh... This is this is the bad recipe there, Randall. I think um, you're gonna love it, Muff. I think you're gonna love it. Did, did you? Well, not did you, but do you? When you make this, uh, make this dish, do you go uh, get those fish yourself? You know, sometimes I go down the creek and I get me some some of my fish. Sometimes I just go to the old Wally World and pick it up there at the at supermarket. Depends on my mood. Depends on how much time Betty's got. You know, to go grocery shopping. I don't know. Oh, Depends on what's Betty? going on. Betty. Yeah, Betty's my girl. Is Betty going to make an appearance at some point? Just curious. Betty's at home right now cleaning. Okay. okay. But she could come hang out if she wanted. She could if she wants to. She could if she wants to. It's up to her. Gotcha. <laughs> Randy, aside from this fantastic recipe, uh, who who won the race this week? Chase Briscoe. Okay. Where, where, did, where did Bernard go? He went over there in the Ukraine. Did you send him to the Ukraine? No, Bernard, he's a free spirit. He, we don't talk about him much at the family reunions, but he decided he wanted, he's, he's an awful fella. He ain't got a lot to do. He's around them computer machines. He likes to surf that there internets. And he decided that he wanted to go fight the good fight, putting it over there to Putin. So we just let him go. Do you think that maybe he thought they said Pooter? Instead of Putin, and he got excited. And whatever. Pooter, listen to your foul mouth. You need to praise Jesus right now with your pooter. <laughs> with my pooter. Praise Jesus with the pooter, Alex. <laughs> well, I appreciate you boys having me on here. You know what, Randy? We're 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 glad we're glad that you you're joining. I think we have to have a vote after this if Randy's going to join the team. But um, sounds like you like like to talk about things that go left and. Um, Talk if about we're food. voting, that's America. I like voting. That's freedom. We'll find out later, Randy. Thanks for joining the show. Thank you. All right. So I, I need to know where Jim found. I mean, it, just from a note, a note, Jim, this is how we got Randy. I found, yeah, Bernard left us Randy. His cousin? That's his cousin. Where's Randy from? Well, 
from my understanding, why don't you ask Randy? Listen, I don't know if Randy was still on the line. I'm from Alabama. Okay. Do you like Auburn or Alabama? Roll Tide. War Eagle. Are you the one that poisoned that tree, Randy? I don't know nothing about that. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex. Let's hear hear from Mac. All right. So last week I sent Mac to talk to various uh, maintenance people who work in sports. Uh, I think he thought that he was going to get uh, a report that these people made a lot more money and try to dip out on us. But I think when he uh, tells us what he found, he's decided that he'll stay for the, the minimal wages we, we give him here. Okay. Hey, uh, yeah, so Mac here, I, uh, I did some traveling this week and talked to some people. First, I stopped down at Augusta National because that's beautiful and muff like golf and stuff. And, you know, I'm trying to get up in the company. So I did something that would please the boss. So I found out there that groundskeepers only make like $14.61 an hour. I mean, that's still more than I'm getting paid here, but that's a lot more physical labor. I was watching them haul around. Now, there's a lot of them. So, that you know, you're not just one guy taking care of that whole golf course. So that makes a little bit more sense. But uh, if you look at all golf golf uh, groundskeepers, it seems like uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Yeah, big words. Look that up. Uh, the mean is $15.56 an hour. Now, if you're going to go to the baseball games, the MLB groundskeepers, they average a salary of about $33,711 a year. The NFL dips down a little bit because, you know, in the NFL, mostly now it's tough for one. But for two, you don't have like in baseball, you got the dirt and the grass. So you got dirt guys, grass guys. But in the NFL, it's all the same. So you only make $28,110 a year. Now. I looked up for basketball. I was like, ah, how much could really go into a basketball court? Now, to work maintenance at Madison Square Garden, you're looking at $13 an hour. However, I learned something that, that piqued my interest. To be a security guard at Madison Square Garden, you make $30 an hour. Now, my friends are telling me I am not fit enough for that job. But let me tell you, a little bit of work and, I mean, give me the gun and I'll stand out there. 30 bucks an hour? I could do it. Well, thank you, Mac, for your diligent research. Um, I hope that you realize that, you know, you have a pretty good gig here. Stick around, less physical labor. Uh, I do not think you would make a very good security guard, but we will encourage you to follow whatever dreams you have. Um, I will give you a new task this week. With March Madness coming up, uh, there's a lot of big games. Uh, big games and a lot of athletes have traditions. So I want you to go out and find me a few weird traditions that athletes have pregame rituals, uh, superstitions. Let me know what you find. Okay. All right, Mac. All right. Um, Let's just work back up there. What's uh, Randy's task for next week, Jim? Well, I'm kind of enjoying it. We're keeping him on the show. I vote, yeah. Yeah, week to week, week to week arrangement. I think he's good. He's good for next week. So I, I really like the uh, the air fry recipe thing. Let's see what he can do. Let's get him. Let's have another good one, you know. And 
I'm getting more clamoring for the slap fighting thing. So I want I want him to get into slap fighting. Let's hear some slap <laughs> fighting. Let's research it or someone like Randy. Into it. Yeah. Let's, you want to do it or just it. okay. Let's research it. And uh let's give me an air, another air fry recipe. All right. Uh and Kev next week. Kev's task is to score a ticket to the regional, to a regional um, men's tourney site and sit with the lower seated teams fans. And if they win, lead a court storming and let us know how it goes. Okay. I like it. All right. And that wraps up dumb intern tasks. Do, 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 do. This is Quick Thoughts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Quick Thoughts. Uh, we'll jump right in this week. Uh, we have a variety of topics to get through here. Uh, we'll start in the NFL. Um, we already touched some on the NFL. Um, let's talk about broadcasting aspect. If Joe Buck goes to ESPN, yay or nay, Jim? I hate Joe Buck. Anything else? That's it. I hate Joe Buck. I like it. Quick, that was a quick thought. Quick, Jim's been listening to Brock Meyer, uh, who also hates Joe Buck. Um, I feel like, if anything, this is the most positive uh, personality move over the past couple of weeks that ESPN's made in years. They've just been bleeding talent and or forcing talent out the door, and they're at least bringing talent in that makes sense, and it's going to sure. help their brand. Any rebuttal, Jim? That doesn't make sense. We got rid of some great people at ESPN, and we got Joe fucking Buck. It's better than getting rid of more people. That's all I'm saying. Bring back the people we lost. All right, and we're moving on to another topic in the NFL, tight ends. The Cardinals sign. <laughs> okay, I now see how I could have started that a little better. Uh, the Cardinals signed Zach Ertz to a three-year extension before free agent before the free agency legal tampering period. Uh, this adds uh, a tight end deal to also the franchise tags of Dalton Schultz and David Njoku. Where do you rank tight ends on a list of most important positions in today's NFL? Muff. Quarterback one. Blindside tackle two. Lockdown corner three. Top wide receiver four, tight end five. Okay. Any thoughts, Jim? I'm not going to waste my valuable minutes doing that, but I believe the tight end is probably in the top five players that a a franchise should have. I think that the NFL is not focusing that way as per our fantasy teams. There weren't a lot of valuable tight ends out there. All right. Any rebuttals? Oh, no rebuttal from me. No rebuttal from me. We're gonna try to we're gonna try to corral quick thoughts back into back into being quick. So let's move on to professional basketball. This league, aka the NBA. LeBron James drops fifty points to will the Lakers to a win over the Wizards last Friday, making the longest stretch between fifty point games in NBA history by a player. Are we underestimating LeBron's greatness at this point? Jim? No. I, nobody's saying he's not great. I, I think even with the much shit as we talk on the show, he is great. I just think that there are moments where his theatrics, 
his excuses, the excuses that are made for him, tarnish that greatness. Muff? Um, I think sometimes we lose sight of how great LeBron is, and he has not done some things to help out the cause of the world recognizing him for what he is and the value he has to the game, a.k.a. the decision. So good for LeBron. Way to go. Um, I think the next thing that's going to continue to come up is, are we just praising LeBron for longevity, or is he actually contributing to the game? And at this point, he's still contributing to the game and to his team. Got it. Jim, any comments? No, that was good. All right. Kyrie Irving is allowed to sit courtside unmasked for college and pro game, but he's not allowed to play due to New York City's private sector vaccine mandates. Thoughts, Muff? Yeah, I I saw this on Saturday because he was at the ACC championship game on Saturday night. Uh, Duke was playing, which is why he was there. Um, He may have been there anyway, but I'm sure Duke playing made more reason to be there for Coach K. Um, And then he was at his own team's game on Sunday as a spectator. Um, Masked or unmasked at this point, this is just hypocrisy at its finest. And I just, I'm not sure how this comes to be, where he can sit in the stands amongst a whole bunch of other people, but he cannot be a part of the team or even sit on the bench, at least sit on the bench. Jim? I don't understand. I don't get the whole COVID situation with masks and no masks and where we stand as a country. So at this point, I think the mask situation for Kyrie is is overdone. Okay. Any rebuttals, Muff? Yeah, the reason he's not the play and be on the course because he's not vaccinated. I, I understand that, yeah. but with the rest of the world and their stance and the way they are, it doesn't matter. And I don't want to make this a political, like, this is sports, but like, you can walk through Target anywhere right now and, and nobody making you wear a mask and nobody's asking you if you've been tested. Or if you've got the vaccination. So I don't think it matters. All right. Moving on to college softball. Jocelyn Alo breaks NCAA softball record for home runs in a career, getting her 96th home run in Hawaii, which is where she grew up. It has been a somewhat long time coming for number 95. Uh, for number 96, I'm sorry, because number 95 was hit on February 20th, and Alo then was walked 16 times over the next eight games uh, for apparently no reason, as Oklahoma run ruled seven of the eight opponents. Is this in the spirit of the game? Jim, I'll let you talk about your girl first. One, I love college softball. Two, cannot wait for the World Series. Three, Jocelyn is freaking amazing. I love her. Follow her on Instagram. She's great. Four, I think you have to intentionally walk her in the spirit of the game uh, because, like, she's going to hit a home run on you. Do you willingly give up that run? No. Like, it's you have to stay competitive. 
That's my stance. Muff? Five or six. Here comes the next letter from the legal team to us as Jim loves her and follows her. It's great. I don't care. <laughs> um, first, yeah, like I agree with Jim. Great on the accomplishment. This, yes, this is like the Barry Bonds thing, right? These were not in the spirit of the game because they run ruled all of these opponents, which means they were winning by like 10 plus runs. At that point, you've just got to start pitching to people. Like, why are you walking somebody, put somebody else on the base paths? There's no guarantee she's going to hit a home run. She has the most ever, but it doesn't mean she's going to hit a home run. It's not in the spirit of the game when you're losing by 10 press lines to walk people. Rebuttal, uh, Jim. I, I, I understand what Muff's saying, and I get it. But why would, if you're, why would you willingly give up a home run? It's not like she hits it on every one. She's hit 95. That's a lot. But that's not every at bat. She's going to hit a home run. There's no, not a not. doubt in my mind. No, it's not. 95. She's batted 95. way more than 95 times in her career. All right. This isn't she's like. going to smack the shit out of that ball. It doesn't mean she's going to hit a home run. I, I wouldn't. I would try to walk her. All right. We're going to move to golf world. I'm going to keep the, keep this train rolling. Keep it rolling. Golf. Tiger Woods is inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame last week, and his daughter Sam does the induction speech. Um, Woods got a little dusty. What will be Tiger's legacy in golf? Muff, this is a good topic for you to start on. Yeah, his legacy in golf at this point is more of the what could have been to me. That's what the current conversation is. Um, at, his, at his height, he was the most dominant professional athlete in all of sports the amount of conversion rate that he was winning tournaments when he was leading and just generally he entered a tournament he won at a higher rate than anybody ever in golf by like 30 or 40 percent more i think um that's what i want tiger to be remembered for um and this is why i hope that he's able to return to the course um over the next year or two and at least get some good rounds in maybe win a tournament because that will bring people back to that and not the what could have been if these off the course issues had not continued. Um, side note, if you haven't listened to his daughter, Sam Woods, doing the induction for him. Good stuff. Jim? I think this is one of those where I would probably request extra time and be denied, but Muff, I kind of want to disagree with you. I think that golf wouldn't be where it's at today without him. I understand the feeling of what could have been. I get that. Um, but people like me and and others wouldn't give a rat's ass about golf had it not been for Tiger Woods. I think the money that's been injected by Tiger Woods into golf, I, there's a lot more that he's contributed to golf because of, because of those successes than what could have been. I get the feeling. I, I think that's more from your golf perspective who's a purist of the game and, and likes golf and has followed it a lot harder than the novice my side but i think the legacy of, of the tiger woods is a lot more than what could have been rebuttals muff i i can see those points i'm fair that's good good job guys you guys are growing i like it next <laughs> golf topic the players yeah, yeah sure let's talk about this are we going to talk about it? Yeah, why not? Okay. It was held at TPC Sawgrass. 
they provided absolute carnage to the players over the weekend with record high scores, and the 17th hole proved to be the most damaging with the water on the island green, claiming more balls than the bowling ball retrieval system on a Saturday night. Uh, what's best for golf, low scores or watching pros struggle through a course? Jim? I think a little of both. I think there are weekends. I think you need weekends where it's the low scores and you're seeing the best of the best go out there and be the best. I think you need to see that they're invaluable. Like they're valuable. I think there are race race weekends where I want to see chaos and carnage. And there are race weekends where I want to see perfection and driving and skill. You don't want to see the same thing every weekend. Got you. Muff thoughts. Yeah, I think this is another one of those casual fan versus somebody who's watched golf. I like to see the struggles. Um, do I think it's the best thing every week? No, but I would like it to see it more than we see it now. There's only like a few tournaments where you see pros like actually struggle. And then unfortunately we usually hear whine about it afterwards, which is where I get really mad. Um, Cause they went, Oh, that's too hard. PGA set this course up too difficult. Um, yeah, you're pros. Yeah, I don't I don't like that. Everybody's playing the same course. Shut up and keep playing. Um, but I think I'd like to see more of these struggling moments. Now, granted, TPC Sawgrass, over the weekend, this is very much because of the weather. That was the – so it's not a factor of the course itself. It was the course because of its location and the weather that was blowing in. Okay. I got it. Let's move on to basketball. Something a little more what was that? What did I say the one time? Let's get down and dribble town. LSU fires. <laughs> <laughs> LSU fires their coach Will Wade after accusations of five level one violations and a level two violation, indicating that they, along with the football team, have failed to exercise institutional control. Uh, specifically based on reporting that LSU and Wade were working with a go-between to provide impermissible benefits to players their families, and people around those players. Is the time for these type, these types of violations and punishment over? Muff. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. I guess the punishment, maybe not. The violations are over at this point. I mean, I guess unless you go deep, if you go farther back than NIL at this point, because that's it's all legal-ish now as far as the violations from uh, the NCAA is looking at because uh, that's just the wild wild west um, my real takeaway from this is Mr. Wade Mr. Wade Mr. Wade you could have followed the path of coach O but you decided to stick around and unfortunately this is now the demise of you Jim I don't understand how LSU doesn't have more sanctions as the athletic program as a whole with as much heat they have brought on themselves in the last year and a half. I just don't get it. To me, there should be extensive penalties on that program. Yes, NIL complicates things, but hot damn, they're always always the news for something. Uh, so this is the moderator interjecting thoughts. Um, it, I don't think that the time for these violations and sanctions and stuff are over yet. 
because I don't think that I still think there are things outside of the realm of the NIL that can be done that should be illegal. Like the college isn't supposed to be just handing out things to recruit players. It's supposed to be bonus deals for their name, image, and likeness. So a coach, a college saying, Hey, I'm going to buy your mom a new Mercedes. If you choose my school is not name, image, likeness to me. That's right. I don't disagree with that. But to me, that was like the question. Well, Bryce Young also got a million dollars in IL, so he can go buy his mother a vehicle with that. Like, well, yeah, you, that's, that's fine. Like, that's he's doing it, right? That's what I'm saying. I, I we're not this is implying see. the school is doing it, but Correct. like, I think there's a fine line of if I'm the coach of a school and I have a relationship with a booster who can get me an NIL deal for Muff, my player, to buy his mother a home because of wink, wink, name, image, and likeness. I There's guess as long as it goes through an actual company and it's right. And that's, that's why out. it's, there's some gray area now. And then I would want to see, I feel like you have to want to see like, okay, I want to see that this player is doing commercials or something for this company because who's if gonna, not, they're not going to manage that because the NCAA threw their hands up. Yep. Me. And that's the problem. <laughs> Moving on to baseball. <laughs> Cause we could get down to a big rabbit hole there. In baseball, the lockout has ended. Woo! Jim, baseball, 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 baseball. Nothing? Okay, no wooing or clapping from Jim. But I'll give you some updates, and we'll go with our quick thoughts question. Opening day is April 7th. Mark it on your calendar, Jim. All the 162 games will be played. Two additional playoff teams. So now there are 12 out of the 30 teams will make it. Nothing really was ever put in place to deter people from taking their season. There is a universal DH. Uh, beginning in 2023, a committee will be tasked to make decisions on any other changes, such as defensive shifts, a pitch clock, uh, larger bases, um, and there must be a 45-day notice of any rule changes. Double headers will now be nine innings again and no extra inning runner at second base. Do you think any of this will change how you feel about baseball and make you want to watch it? Muff. Oh, was, oh, was it Jim? Sorry. I was excited to have Jim. Jim's thoughts. It's Jim. Let's, we go, Jim. Let it rip. No. This is stupid. This, in fact, makes me want to watch baseball even less. Why? Because this was a big strike for nothing. Okay. There are no real real changes, no real things to make the game more watchable. Just a bunch of bitches squabbling over money. Muff thoughts? <laughs> oh, Jim, 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 Jim. Uh, this is – so it's, it's funny that they only went to 12 playoff teams. The owners wanted 14. Because Why not bring them all in? Because the owners wanted more money, more possibilities of money. Um, <clears throat> we will see where this committee goes. Um, <laughs> yes. Jim. I yes. just got, I just read a thing that yesterday, the, the last Brady, Tom Brady ball. Oh, yeah. 550,000. Oh, yeah. Ain't the last Brady ball now. Yeah, I saw that earlier. You could pull a Drew Bledsoe and get his ACL torn on like the f- first series of the season. Um, yeah. That wouldn't that come full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this committee that's going to look at these rule changes is comprised of, I want to say the numbers like seven league assigned representatives, uh, four or five uh, 
player reps and like one or two um, umpire representatives. Anyway, it, it's like seven to six, seven for the league, league appointed people and six for the other ones. So the league's already got that figured out. So they're going to push through whatever they want to push through. Um, none of the changes make me want to watch baseball more or less. Um, but I am excited that the players were able to get the owners to cave into some of their demands, especially when it looks at terms of service um, and the player minimum went up. Um, I think it went from like 500 to 700 K. So that's a good thing for the everyday player that uh, is not going to make the multi-million or tens of million dollar contract um, that they're going to, even if you play in the league four five, six years, you have, um, you know, some generational wealth to, to pass down with your family. So good for baseball. I'm not going to ask Jim if he has a rebuttal. <laughs> Moving on to hockey. I added a few hockey talks in for us. The Detroit Red Wings, Mark Stahl, has played his 1,000th NHL game, joining brothers Eric and Jordan, who have also played over 1,000 games. They're the first trio of brothers to each play 1,000 career games. What do you think of the legacy of having three children all play over 1,000 NHL games? Jim? As a parent, I went to a lot of hockey. (laughs) Okay. Muff? Listen, the Gronkowskis can't even compete with this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about the Gronk, the Gronks and like that family of, I mean, I'm not the first person to say this, that family of meatheads um, and how they, you know, have just bred these football playing just phenomena. Um, but let's be real honest. This is an accomplishment. This is a, this is a big deal. Yeah, it is. Kudos yeah. to them. I really just wanted that to be thrown out there. I think that was yeah. cool. cool or the Watts. The Watts as well. We're talking about yeah. the Watts yeah. that way too. All right. In the last topic for today's quick thoughts, a junior hockey league player gets a lifetime ban for punching a ref in the face in the United States Premier Hockey League. Do you think that's a lifetime ban? Yes. It's, I mean, it's a whole lot more uh, reasonable sanction than Pete Rose. Yes. Gotcha. In the face. <laughs> All right. So I did. So- Alex, what, what, uh, not just Alex, maybe about everybody here. This is an aside from quick thoughts at the end. So I can get gone for this, whatever. What to you would be a, an action? What is the line that you would cross knowing that you're going to get a lifetime ban if you're participating in a sport? What is the thing that you would do? Is it punching? Is it punching a ref in the face? If you knew that that was the outcome and you were that mad about the outcome of a game or something like that. Is is punching a ref in the face the thing you would do, or would you, like, go farther than that? I think you would have to do something super, super – like, I don't think I would punt – I don't think I would get a lifetime ban over a bad call. I think for me it would be, like, a courtside fan, like, saying, like, super effing rude things and me just finally snapping. Like, not just heckling, like, being, like, again, like, racist, you know – sexist homophobic any of the other slurs um bringing up like people's family in in really bad ways things like that i think that for me would be the one thing that could make me snap but i don't think i would if i knew i was getting a lifetime ban from the sport i don't think one bad call would push me over now if i knew i was leaving like the next day i was retiring and that was like a secret nugget that i had in my head and something happened i would go out with a bang for sure 
a secret nugget. <laughs> you don't. It's like the McDonald's chicken nuggets I had all over the house, and when I'm hungry, I'm like, oh, look, a secret nugget. I don't do that. I was just kidding. Clarify. Jim, would it be an off-the-court thing or an on-the-court thing? I think all the things that Alex said definitely would mm-hmm. get me, you know, I would definitely punch him on the face. And if I had a shot to punch Jim Harbaugh on the face. You take that. If you, yes. if, you were in a, if you were in a college football game and you just happened to be on the Michigan sideline. I would punch Jim Harbaugh on the you face. You would find a way. <laughs> that, yes. that would be worth the ban. It would be hard for me not to punch Jim Harbaugh in the face. I feel like, so I'm going to use basketball as an example. If I was an NBA player and I was aware, because this happened in the NBA, that there were referees that were fixing the outcomes of games. And I was aware of that. Uh, I think if I was in a situation like Alex where I was on my way out the door and it was one of my last games and one of those officials was was there, I would would make a point to probably get uh, overly physical with one of those officials. Yeah, I don't think it's a lifetime ban. Like I, if I thought I was going to get a lifetime ban for that, I wouldn't do it. It's not worth that. <laughs> Punching Jim Harbaugh in the face is. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> what about another? Is any other Michigan coaches? Would you no. punch? Juwan, would you punch Jawan Howard in the face? No. He saw how he saw he'll hit back. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I respect that guy. Like he's got my respect. All right, so I gave out some points this time. Uh, I gave out a plus one to Jim for his Joe Buck sucks answer. I don't necessarily agree, but it was a quick thought, and I thought he really stuck to the motto of the show, so kudos to you. I gave a plus one point about Muff for an agreeance, Muff saying that the walks on ALO were pointless. They did not affect the outcome of the game if you're losing that much. You're just doing it so this girl can't hit more home runs. Uh I took one point away from Jim for trying to interrupt baseball talk with football because we all knew what you were doing. What are you talking about? What did I do? Interrupted what? baseball talk with football. Muff was in the middle of his baseball answer, and you're like, ha-ha, Tom Brady's last ball, which I did think was an interesting point and very funny, but we all knew that you're not paying attention it to baseball. It came on the phone, you jerk. Because you're not paying attention to baseball. Oh, yeah, it was definitely baseball. I don't care. Go ahead. I knew that. We all knew. So Muff wins this week. With one point. That's some bullshit, but all right. <laughs> that, and that wraps up Quick Thoughts, I think. And that wraps up Quick Thoughts, which brings us to the end of the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening along. Again, if you're making it to the end of these episodes in the dark days in the NFL offseason uh, and just football offseason generally, we appreciate you. Uh, we hope that you'll let us give us some feedback, what you think about these new segments and these new things that we're chatting about. Um, if you have a topic that you want to get inserted into quick thoughts or you have an idea for a segment or you have an intern that you'd like to make a guest appearance on the show let us know at sports jim muff on instagram and twitter sports stuff w forward slash jim ambersand muff on facebook in the youtube and remember you can be a winner in the months of march and april by joining the bracket challenges for both the men's and women's tournament and to do this All you need to do is follow the model of the show. Tell a friend. Make a friend. Be Be a friend.
be the 